0: Hi everybody, I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is webinars with Wendy. I've been doing a series of webinars that started during the pandemic, and it seems like there's no stopping us. <laughs> I will be taking a break in uh, end of September into October because I am taking my groups on safari to Kenya, and I will not be doing webinars from there. But for now, we'll be keeping uh, going during August, and maybe in the beginning of September, and then we'll take a break till after I get back. Today, my guest is Robin Hood, one of my favorite people whom I haven't talked to in quite a while. And um, I was doing a webinar on Friday, and I was talking about uh, a Colorado clinic that I'd done, and I had forgotten that I used the Beeline with these horses when I was doing Surefoot. The Beeline is a super cool tool, and I'm going to let Robin talk to you about it because she'll do a much better job than I will, but it's really fun and really interesting and um, great to combine with Surefoot. So, welcome,
1: Robin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Wendy. It's really nice to see you. Um, yes, I miss our fun adventures together. <laughs> yeah, well, if we world. can finally get this thing
0: under control, we can we can plan something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> we can come back up and do Bob again. I would love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Bob could use a little bit of a refresher, but yes, that would be that would be great. he's, he's doing all right. Uh, so I'm not sure. I can't really see who's on here. I know Janella is. So there's a few people on here who probably know what the beeline is. So in the work that we do with animals, um, we do a lot of cross species things, as you're now doing with the Surefoot and the sure paws. And so we this this kind of tool. One of our aims is to give beings novel experiences, because that's how we can really um, influence their their habits and so on. And so what I'm going to maybe show you a video of what the beeline looks like. And I think I've got one that's open here. Let me just check this, you know, this, all this fun of getting this up. So the first horse I'm going to show you, and then I'll kind of discuss a little bit about what it is, was actually a Frisian mare. And I wish I had had a video of when, of this horse before beeline, because she literally would, She was so high headed and so quick, so rushy that the the, the one person leading her was almost had her feet off the ground, like being kind of carried around by her because her head was almost behind her withers. And you know how Frisians can get that really kind of sucked back. And so um, people thought I was mad when I had this idea that I was going to put this. So where were you? So this was in the UK. Okay, And uh, and so so this is so what I did with this um, with this horse is I normally the beeline simply is a rope that runs freely underneath the ring halter from side to side. So the horse has the choice of really where they can go. So you virtually have very little control, you have to have influence. So I have because we had no idea how this horse would respond. I have a soft lead attached to the side of the halter. uh, And it's but it's just hanging there, but it was kind of an emergency. Now, people were shocked because this horse, you could never get in front of this horse. And we're the beeline is a form of our what we call the homing pigeon, meaning that there's a person on either side of the horse. And you can see that the line attached to her halter, the blue line is not tight at all. And so we can kind of use our wands to direct her and um, give her information. Now you're gonna see that she's falling a little bit left. So the head coming up like that for a moment, she was, that was higher, more like that, that she was like all the time and so forward. And so we use some elements like the labyrinth and so on to uh, have her turn. And then we use these cones so that she could kind of weave through the cones and just guiding her with the ends of our wands our, our uh, dressage whips and and then we're going to make a corner and turn and come back around that and when she comes closer to the camera can you pause it there for a moment yeah yeah it's great that somebody got this video i know but if we'd only had her before and like nobody thought it was possible but i figured you know what's the worst that can happen it's an enclosed area so that you can't see it so well You'll see, maybe she'll get a little bit closer Yep. and I do then take the the, the line off so it's, but that's a really good idea that I hadn't seen you do is as a little
0: bit of a safety <laughs> yeah 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 just yeah. to have have a lead attached to the halter and yeah. on the side ring so that if you do need help, you have a backup plan, yeah. I, you know, I can it's, think of a couple of horses where I might've wanted a backup plan. Yeah.
1: And especially, and you can use any, any kind yeah, of- Yeah, pause it right thing.
0: there. I think that's a good spot. Yeah, because yeah.
1: we can see exactly how the rope is running. Yeah. So the red rope is the beeline. That's right. And it's going underneath the chin. And the so the handler ha- holds this in, you know, holds the line in two hands. And, um, and I've just got the, I think I take the line off in just a minute you want to make sure that that second line is just is a really sort of light line but especially if you're not in an enclosed area or there's other horses so I figured that you know just if something did happen right. and um, is that it, what you call a llama lead that you used to yeah survive? that yeah the, or a soft lead yeah the, the the zephyr lead um and so I just have that around the the um side of the of the head collar and um coming back to my coming back to my hand but you know it was so it was so beautiful with this horse because it was like she had a chance to just be and in the you know in the past the first couple of days that we worked with her she was just she just couldn't she was so out of balance that she couldn't slow down and it's not about you know it's not about her behavior it was about what she could or couldn't do in balance now we didn't this was quite a while ago we didn't have any surefoot. This would have been a great horse to put on the surefoot pads. And I actually really like putting them on the pads in the beeline. Yeah, that was what we did with you and and Linda. Um, So so talk for a
0: minute about the homing pigeon, because for somebody that's just tuning in and hasn't heard about that before, just explain that a little.
1: Yeah, so it's really when there's a handler on either side of the horse, kind of like the wings of the bird. And um, we generally do it with two fixed lines. That's where we started with it. But you see here, you see how she can like freely turn her head from side to side. and that's the limitation. When you have um, leads attached, it's even if you're light with them, it's really difficult to give the horse very much, you know really, very much freedom because there's weight to it and so on and so forth. This is just a, like a fairly light cotton rope that's running through, so there's no weight to it at all. And the other thing that's interesting is, horses can turn so like so much easier around the labyrinth going around the corners of the labyrinth with the the um beeline and horses that really struggled either with one or two people in a fixed line can do it really easily and the labyrinth and, is and I'm, the I'm sure pole arrangement right the pole like the pole, pole orientation so we've got this is an open labyrinth where there's basically just um like four poles parallel to each other and then a pole on either and that gives you a little bit of a um, an idea of where to go. So, so if, that was
0: sorry. I was just going to say it's so interesting because before she was really close to you, and in that last moment she went close to the other handler.
1: Yeah, really good observation because one of the things we learned from the from the um, beeline, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up another video just a second. I'm gonna stop this and stop the share um, is most horses are heavy on their left front and they fall left. And of course, lots of horses get told that they're, you know, people say, well, your horse is disrespectful and blah, 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 if they do that. And um, the, um what we find is they're, you know, they're led from the left. They're, they're cellularly in a way like on that left side from so much exposure with that. And they're so, so heavy on that left front. And so it's kind of, it's just, it, it's what happens. And when you allow them to find their own balance, what they do is they start being able to go to the center. Like sometimes they're so far left. I've had horses go like on the other side of me so that they they were getting back like as far over as they could get. Cause they felt re- really, it felt so weird to them. You know, it was such a non-habitual experience. Um, this is actually a horse, you know, um, yeah, which one is this? So telling me, let me just see what this one is. Um oh no, that's not what I want. Sorry. Um is the is Blighter, the Icelandic. Oh yeah. That I have that as it turns out, there may be a genetic line with these horses that have, I don't know where you went just a second. Um, that have basically kissing spine. And that is uh one of the reasons that they're so uh that life is so difficult for them you know it's interesting uh, let me see what this one is it's not what i want why are you doing this it's not what i want hang on just a second oh you know how much fun this is trying to figure out where yep. so you while
0: are. robin's trying to do that if you have experience with the beeline just pop it in the chat let us know how many of you have actually used the beeline or seen the beeline um, just pop that in the chat. Um, I just have to go back
1: here, unfortunately. Here we go. Uh, okay, okay Open so here. nobody
0: has used the B line that's watching right now. What day? Okay, Patty Fair, Icelandic
1: genetic tendency for what? Yeah, didn't catch that. I didn't either just a second. What is going on here? Oh, here we go. Just a second. Now I'm going to see if I can get this back up.
0: I, I, And I may have some footage of Beeline with uh, Surefoot. Uh, I have to see. The biggest problem is that when you're on the end of the line, you are not
1: videoing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. That is definitely the truth. I don't know why I'm having a lot of trouble here uh, finding this one video. And I think it's cause I have too many open and I can't tell what's what, uh, uh others use those line at clinics find it very yeah. hard to do with non-T
0: touch people. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, but it's a really good experience for them because there's people are so used to being able to pull their horse.
1: Yeah, they and are. They it, know yeah. It. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. I just, don't know what the heck is going on here this one i still right. have. I don't no want worries. you but i want do i have this over here ah, i do have it here just a second okay it's right there and i'll see if i you know what sometimes it's at least on my uh it's hard to find where things are when i go to share the screen because they all say let's try that maybe it's this there we are got it yeah. Can you see that? Yep. Okay. So um, th- this is a, a a horse that came. He'd been um, nerve, nervous as a, as a, he was a stallion actually. And then he was um, gelded and he, he'd had an experience in a uh she'd started him in a round pen and she put the saddle on and that seemed sort of okay and then she the stirrups hung down and he like ran for 30 minutes and after that he was just freaked out and he had a lot of uh interesting things done to him to um help him overcome this that didn't really work as it turns out and i'm going to have him x-rayed it may be that this horse has a lesion in um uh c6 or c7 i can't remember where they were but they found this line that they they have this tendency of of having it that's basically like kissing spine uh so we um this was his first day here and even catching this horse to start with was was interesting and so with horses who are reluctant it's also really good because you you don't want to pull them and as wendy said you can't really pull them you can't control them so you see how much left he's going like really um close to her and i think and part of it is he's really unsure about having a person on either side and this is a horse that if he got like if something startled him he just took off that was that was his his response to everything was just run and um he he has never done it here um but it was um because I don't hold them, you know, and we just, if you release, then he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. You'll see another video of a horse that was like that. So he's a little bit stuck. So instead of pulling him, I'm just going to give him a moment because I think he's really kind of trying to process things and he's not really sure what he's supposed to do. And there's, And when you first walked off, it looked like he was just following you. Yeah. I saw you move. And
0: so he moved when you when the video first started but here it does like he's he's not sure what to do
1: no he's not sure and he's so nervous of the poles like super nervous and you're going to see that's a, a a labyrinth that he literally couldn't walk be in between them so we went around them i mean that's the the idea is that it's not to make him do stuff but we wanted him to have the sense of freedom. And you see how she's bringing her hand forward to make the turn so that she has to get forward on the outside of the horse. So we kind of walked a little bit between poles. We're going to see if he can go over them. This is actually, at one point we put a head wrap on him and as soon as we did, he could he could lower his head. Yeah, but, but look at how know, he crowded her to get over that pole. Really, Exactly. Hardy. And, and my question often with this horse is whether how he sees things from the right. And I think, and and this may again be because of the sort of problem in his neck. I don't think he sees well and he couldn't to start with turn his head. So what we're doing here is opening up the pole on the, um, actually all the poles. But what I want to do is oh, we're making it into an open labyrinth rather than a closed r- labyrinth. And so the open labyrinth allows you to have so much choice about where you go rather than having it kind of fixed. But it's, it's like, so interesting, like the the tendency for people is to just pull on a horse like that. That's not coming, you know, and, or, or really, you know, do something. And there's exercises that we might do to ask them to come forward. I have another horse. I'll show you that's slow and not nervous that um, we can use a, like a little signal, but this horse, there's not a chance.
0: Now, one of the things that uh, you haven't pointed out yet is the need for communication between the two people on the
1: beeline. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. And the, it's one of the it's one of the great things about the about the homing pigeon period. But really, really, really important in the um, with the with the beeline. And we actually have some people with uh, doing equine assisted learning, and they use this because. It teaches the humans to communicate with each other. And then the horse just becomes like part of a triangle and not the focus. And it's a really wonderful, um, wonderful exercise to do. Uh, I tried the beeline once with, oh, with your horse, yeah, with your Icelandic. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was interesting because when you've done it and I just, you know, made it up as I went along. And the thing is, I I'm not afraid if something doesn't go well, I just kind of go, Oh, well, let's, let's kind of do something else. And you, I love that is kind of part of my own personal learning, but I'm going to show you a horse that. So that Friesian in the UK was the
0: first horse that you did beeline with.
1: I think it was the first horse. I might've done a horse in Australia, but I, I I think it was actually, you know what it was? It was the first really forward going horse I'd done it with because I had used this. um, I, I I remember I I was uh, teaching an advanced training in Germany. So I was showing them the, the beeline and we were at a riding stable and there was a horse, one of the school horses there who was really standoffish like and, and considered to be kind of lazy and slow and so we did, um, I said, well, let's walk him down to the arena in the beeline." line. And he was at first really kind of reticent to go forward and kind of looking from side to side. Um, and then he really started to connect with us, which was super interesting because he was, I think he was just so shut down mm-hmm. and he'd been just pulled along so much because he was slow and, and we didn't do that. And I think he was a little bit surprised with it. Um, so how did you come up with the name? Well, we used to call it the clothesline. And it's it, it, it <laughs> and, and there was a good reason for that because it started. We were at a, a dog training in a at a shelter in Ontario, and there was a, a puppy, like a 12-week-old German Shepherd puppy that had been in the shelter and was um starting to leash grab when you clip the lead on her collar to take oh, wow. her out for a walk. So we were in, the the students were working with this dog and they, they put a little harness on her and then they took a piece of clothesline because they had a little clothesline rope in their kit bag and they ran it through the back ring on the harness and they started like simply following her like where she wanted to go which changes her experience of being on the lead. And I looked at that and I thought, oh, that's really very nice but you know, what's that gonna do? Like that's, you know, just go ahead. And then I noticed that the, that this dog, they started to have a little bit more influence. And I, I have a couple of videos I'll show you after with dogs so you see kind of where it came from. And um, But the interesting thing was the next day we went back there and the shelter staff reported that she was very different when they put the lead on, even on a collar. She didn't grab at the lead. She walked better on the leash, so on. So that was sort of the first thing. And so it was a clothesline. So we called it the clothesline in North America. America and the washing line in the UK, because that's what they call their clothesline, And so, and then we thought, well, you know, clothesline is kind of funny. So bee line, you know, bees can move in all directions, right? So it's this idea that, you know, that, that gives the horse or the dog an opportunity to explore their own balance and make and make choices. So it's like the space between being on a lead and off a lead. Yeah, you and
0: call it the balance line—they're not
1: offered that very, you know, very often. So let's see if this is the one I want. It is okay. So um, this next one is a. Okay, let's try this game. Um, is a is an older horse, and she she tends to be quite slow. I think she's a little arthritic, quite slow on the lead. And so what I did with her is I do a little one of our exercises we call the dingo, which we just stroke the back and then just add, uh, just sort of do a little bit of a signal forward, not hard, just to encourage them. So I wanted to encourage her to be forward. Now I would have never done that with Blithar because he was so nervous about everything around the back of him. But this also teaches a human a lot about patience because it's really, we as humans, we're not particularly patient, and we often don't give horses time to process. And so we can also see, as you're doing the labyrinth with this, we can see how difficult a turn is from one side versus the other. Now, here's here's something that's important that I've learned a lot as I go along. So the person on the inside of this turn, they're tendency what they want to do is actually pull a little bit right because that's what you do to help the turn the person on the inside actually has to think give it's very much like this concept of the outside rain so you want that outside rain to come forward but you don't want the inside part of that turn to be a pull because it it just doesn't work and it even though there's it's not tight It's really different when the person on the outside can just really step forward and create an arc for the horse to make that turn in the opposite direction.
0: Well, you're the one, if you're on the outside, you're the one getting pulled on if the inside person. Exactly.
1: And so what does it do? It sends the horse over to you rather than actually creating a space for the horse to turn. Yeah. So it it was pretty fascinating in terms of um, just in terms of learning this and and you know I love learning, so I love to just see. It's just like with you and with the surefoot. Like you just explore, right? To see, yeah. you know, kind of to see what what works. Now, this uh, next horse is very interesting. Um, he is a horse. Um, it's a Friesian. Uh, Lip is honor that has lived with Lindy. Uh, Decker had lived for a long time with her. And he was, okay, I've lost you again. Um, he'd had a variety. He'd actually had clicker training done with him before she got him, but the clicker was poisoned by using negative reinforcement with the clicker. Now, and explain, so explain how that works. Well, so he, a pressure was applied to him. And then when, when the pressure, when he moved, you know when he released the pressure when he gave to it then they used the clicker and what that actually reinforced to him was that the pressure was bad so it, rather than rather than reinforcing what he did well it was when he, you know, it was done on a fr- from a negative perspective. And he, he the clicker would make him the sound of the clicker would send him into like a frenzy. And we thought it would have been a great opportunity with him. So he was really nervous about anybody on the right side of him. And he's he, in this video, I think he's like 26. So basically, oh, wow. Lindy just had him so that, like at this point, it was like, live out his life, she could do stuff with him, her groom could do things with him. Um, And he was, you know, it was just like, let's just kind of see how it goes. So we did this because he's so nervous and what would actually happen to him, Lindy said, you know, we can't take him out into our big arena, she doesn't have a fence, it's a large dressage arena, because if you ask this horse to stop, and then go again he'll, go, he'll be gone and if anybody applies any pressure to this horse he just takes off and he's pretty strong so what we did is we started in there in the little courtyard in front of the stable and I have a um like a little swivel or a little clip attached to the bottom of this which just makes the line um travel easier like movies more easily when the halter ring isn't a straight line if that makes sense when it's you know how when they're built into the to the uh harness. Right. You, so, want
0: a, you want to you want to ring where it's perpendicular to the horse's head so it can slide if really you hard. can
1: like with most horses it doesn't matter but ideally and so i just add a little i have a little swivel clip that i do and it makes it actually easy to get on and off so i had to first of all start by using a sliding line and just seeing could i kind of give him something because he normal like he it was difficult for him to take treats from someone he didn't know. And you can see this really upright, just tight posture and his back is so dropped. And so I kind of just started moving him here and it's a small area. Now, Lindy's gone to the other side who he knows. And I did not use a wand with this horse because anything in your hand would panic him. And you can see that how much he's kind of moving away from me and you can and see his posture—very
0: high-headed, drop yeah. back.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, wow. And this is a pretty small area, and it needed to be contained. And if he needed to, we could have always let him go into his into his stall. And I do lots of like lots of sort of stepping away from him, and 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 so on, and then. Um, This was a really big deal for him to be able to take a treat when there was a person on either side. So if I give him something, I then step away from him. And I started out by being quartered to him with my shoulder, not actually coming into him um, front ways, like sort of with my body to the front. And the other thing that was making him really nervous here was and I we had to remove the video camera was the video camera was behind him. Yeah, you could see him startle there. Yeah, exactly. Like anything would get this horse to to um to startle, and you can see how you know he's he's quite reluctant. But we just, you know, what it's just. It's now we. I said let's take him out to the arena, and Lindy's like, I think that's a really bad idea. Well, I, and but, just
0: tell people who Lindy is because oh, so Lindy
1: Lindy Decker is is one of our instructors in South Africa, and um. So she's very familiar with with doing this, but as it can be happen with all of our horses, we know what their potential is, and for even if they've had sort of bad experiences, and she's never had anybody to work with before that wouldn't pull. And and here's the thing: if if he'd really panicked, we had this rope running through so that we could have just slid it off him. And then so what he would do, run back to the barn. You know, it's not it's not really. Uh, it's not really a big deal but you can just see even gets lifted to point somewhere and he's like (gasps) and you're going to see when we get to the labyrinth that there's a moment that i ask him to stop and and he does that kind of startle and and had i pulled on him he he would have been gone but you see how his like he kind of pulls himself along with that head up and bobbing back so at this point i say oh let's just stop for a moment and of course, Lindy's thinking, yeah, this is a really bad idea. And you see that? So I give. Yeah, wow.
0: And we can see so, that. So I just want to point out here, these are two really experienced people yeah. with beeline with a difficult horse and not to be tried by someone who doesn't really know what they're
1: doing. Yeah, especially with a difficult horse. Most horses are not this difficult. But he. I just wanted to show this because, you know, what we had to do to adapt it. So what happened is he needed to have us both on one side. Yeah. This is
0: really fascinating to see how he, he basically puts Lindy uh,
1: to the outside of Lindy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and, it doesn't matter. You know what I said to her, it doesn't matter. It's perfect. He feels safer when he doesn't have both of us on one side. So we kind of go across here and then I just hand her the other line and I then just walked beside but you know she was actually pretty happy at the end because that was that was really the first time that he had been out in the arena with two people and not like lost it so now it's you know he's he's nervous obviously but he is holding it together right and then I just give her both lines but the beauty of this sliding line and I you know I use this um if if I have a you know, a horse, that's really difficult. I don't want to have a line fixed to them. If I'm an enclosed area, I, I want, I don't want them ending up with a line dragging, dragging around them. And, um, and it's, so it's, it's really, it's really a safety, a safety factor, which is really good. Um, now the head shaking there, I'm just curious,
0: were there flies at that point or was that sort of a release where he started? Uh, there were,
1: there were definitely, um, flies. There's, commonly flies and um so there were, were flies but I think part of it was nervousness about the whole situation but here's the interesting thing is after we did that exercise with him um and I also did just an exercise of walking without a line around from one side to the other and giving him a little treat you know getting him to turn his head back and so on that night he laid down on his right side for the first time in like 10 years wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and because they're very aware of you know where the manure patterns are on a, a right on a gray never, horse, it's really easy. Never laid down on his right side. Wow, I know. So I mean, imagine the stress that this horse was under. So how long is the um, beeline rope? Um, it's usually uh, one of our driving lines. is about twenty-one feet, you know, six and a half meters. So. Um, and as I say, I really like using cotton because it, how it is on your hands, but you can also, I would wear gloves if I was using, um, nylon and not because I'm trying to hold the horse, but because of stroking the line and, and so on. And if you need to let go, you let go. If you need to let go, you totally let go. Now there's a few variations. I'm going to just show you a, um, I did, I put a very short PowerPoint that I took from the dog PowerPoint. Um about where we, oopsie, I need to find, come on, I need the top of my screen to slide, Jill. uh That just kind of, it'll kind of go over what we were just talking about. So, um, so basically, and we discussed this before, the homing pigeon, beeline is part of the homing pigeon, and it's defined as time there are two people a person on either side with a horse or dog, whatever it happens to be. Um, And the reason that I made the, uh, it's kind of an umbrella because people would say, you know, homing pigeon and, and then they'd say beeline. So this is just the beeline under that sort of under that um, umbrella. And I, I find that I rarely now actually use two fixed lines on a horse when I'm doing um homing pigeon. I usually have one, a sliding line and one, a fixed line because I want to be able to, if you need to, give the horse more space or, or, or get out of there, you know, not have something that's um, that's affixed to the horse. Because I do this with some horses that are have big challenges and this just makes it safer and easier. So, ah, oh, it's also amazing for young horses. We used to do our starting young horse um, clinics at the um, Bitterroot Ranch every year. And when I started using, the, their horses are, really just not handled. They're, they're not afraid of people, but they just don't really know very much. And it was fascinating using, starting these horses leading with the beeline rather than with the lead line. It was, they were, they came forward more easily. They were more flexible. They were more comfortable. It was It was really interesting. And it teaches the humans to communicate. So, and that's probably the hardest part because I mean, how many, when you're working with a person, you're working with a horse by yourself, You don't actually have to even think about what you're going to do, really. You just have to do it and the horse has to kind of figure it out. But you have to tell the other person, I'm going to turn here or I'm going to stop now and what it is. So it's brilliant for that. It's the space between being on a lead and at liberty. And I've met many and the same with a dog on a leash or off a leash. I meet many that are better one way or the other. This helps to bring it together, really allows you to see the imbalance in your, in your horse, because as I said, and you saw, they tend to go left and then it helps them to be able to find that balance. Like we saw with um, uh, the Frisian where she actually started to go back to the middle. It's a great way to, to coach someone because you're on that other side and you can help them. It helps to slow rushy horses, which would, just be the opposite that you would think i right. i did this in holland and i wish it, it, they didn't video it because they were so sure it wasn't going to work yeah. but i like it when you video things that don't work because that's how you learn right yes yeah so this was a uh an andalusian stallion and the, he had never been away from home and um uh, it was in the spring and so all these mares were in heat in the fa- around the facility screaming at him and he was he never could do a flat walk and it was so interesting when I decided to do that with him. Um, because he he could lower his head, he could actually stop and stand still, and we could have him stop and stand on the surefoot. And the surefoot pads helped that horse so much, wow. but he couldn't stand long enough to put his foot on a pad before. So that was really. Uh, was really interesting. So it's a single rope that runs through the ring on the halter or show you what I use. Okay. Okay. So, or I have, I use these, um, maybe unshare your screen so we can see that. Oh yeah. I'll show it when you, when I, when I undo this, I'll show you and how I run it on. So I just clip that to the end. Underneath side of the halter so the rope slides through the ring which i will show you and in that case i tie knots in the end of each rope to keep it from sliding through i say harness i forgot to change this one if somebody had to let go so if i was in a situation even um, with a horse that it wasn't safe for them to be totally loose and i didn't have a second line on what it would mean is that it would catch the the knot would catch on the swivel clip because it's not so big um so i i'm going to show you this isn't one i was going to show you with um i just didn't take that slide out so the rope is held in two hands with the knot in your outside hand or the end of the rope in your outside hand you want your palm up and you know so many whole people hold the lead like a rein. it doesn't allow you to be able to stroke the line or slide up and down it very smoothly and what you want to be able to do is as you if you get behind the horse you can stroke the line and come up you know how a water skier comes up on the side of a boat so that you can kind of come out you've still got a little tension you come out on the side which allows you to get to get forward and you can stop by like doing a little stretch with the rope you know most of the time if you just you know do a quarter turn with your body the horses will um will, will stop um turning with the beeline the handler on the outside wants to step forward and bring that hand forward to make an arc around the front of a horse's nose it's a bit like how an airplane would turn so you know you get that and and so the person on the inside may step back just a little bit to to get that and i use the wand to to create a little bit of space not hitting the horse just create that space but you have to be forward and that's also tricky for people. So this is, this is, let me see which video this is. Can I, can I just mention that that palm up
0: position is so important. Yeah. Um, Because the minute the palm is down, you're in gross motor control in your elbow and shoulder and it's going yeah. to you wrench your shoulder, yeah. whereas palm up allows your elbow to come by your side and
1: opens the shoulder and keeps you from it's that you know the adductors and the extensors. So that palm up allows you to give instead of the reflex of really taking. Right. So I'll just show you the beginning of this. This was this was really fun. So this was a ten week old puppy at uh, guide dogs and um, coming in on a collar and on a, a leash. And um, you can see a how out of balance and that dog is there. And then at one point she's on her hind legs. This is not good. Can you just her. move your pointer? Oh, the sorry. Little- Thanks. Yeah. And, um, so then I introduced the beeline and this, this man had no idea what we were doing. We had an hour with these puppy razors. And so I put a little body wrap on and then I put a very light rope with a swivel and I just talked to him and I said, just kind of let her, let her move. Now she see, she's walking along nicely. She's able to be in her own balance on f- four feet instead of being on two feet. And yes, she's moving around side to side. That's what puppies do to start with. And if you allow them that feeling, the first thing is I want a puppy to feel comfortable on a lead, period. And then you can start into the aspect of training. One of the 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 beeline is is we can't see where it's running. So is it running through the top of the harness? Yes, it comes through the top of the harness, and it has a swivel. It has a swivel on it. And she needs water. So that's the other thing is with dogs and really with horses, we found this, the importance of having water available to them when you're working with them. And I think, especially with horses, we never think about that. So anyway, that was that that's, Oh, you can see there. Oh yeah. Here we can run, see it
0: really clearly. Yeah. Runs through the, through the top.
1: And you can still see the guy trying to pull. Yeah. It's it, it, when she, You know what? This, this little dog, she's pulling to get to the water. Which is really interesting, but you see, it's our reflex as well to, you know, to to not to pull rather than to give. Right. So anyway, it was uh, this was she was a great puppy to work with, um, and this this will show you a little bit more clearly, I think. And and it's yeah, and the
0: the whole thing here is, um, like you say, it's it's our reflex to pull,
1: and so totally. we don't even know where most people don't know they're even doing it. No. Um, so this is kind of showing how we can bring the dog into a stop. And then I'm going to step forward. This dog was kind of shy of, of people they, that she um, didn't know. And so I'm now kind of stepping around the front. And then we can just stroke the lead and then slowly release it. Because I want any animal to be able to stand in their own balance, not because they're being held there. So do A little you- harder find- for me
0: to make that turn, sorry. Uh, Do you find it harder or easier to be in the right position with a dog compared to a horse?
1: Uh, It depends on the dog. (laughs) You know, it's the thing is when you have a really, really forward going dog, even though, see, here's the other thing about this exercise is it, it can totally seem like chaotic and not working and work. And that's the part I love about it is it, it can be like complete chaos and, and and really be helpful. And, and so then and I'm gonna, there's a, I'm just gonna show you the, this next little one. It, this shows you how you can identify in um, observation kind of unevenness and so on. So this is uh, also in South Africa. And um, if you watch this dog, so here we're at the corner and I think I didn't use a swivel at this time. It was before swivel days. So I'm just—it's easier to turn a—it's easier to turn a dog in some ways because you can take your hand slightly over the back, whereas you can't with a horse. It's just—it's just really different. So if you watch this dog when it stops and the left hind, and this was the best stop he made, you're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what he just did with the left hind? No, it's a little bit dark. Oh, it. Oh, we're zooming in. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't put any weight on his left hind or he takes most of the weight off of his left hind. And I had a, a vet in Australia that works with greyhounds and works with um, basically biomechanic m- movement. Mm-hmm. And she said that she felt this was the best way to identify movement because there was freedom, but still some... Kind of containment. Oh, interesting. You oh, yeah. There you can hind? see he's not yeah. not
0: standing on that left hind. Yeah.
1: I think he had a car accident, but she hadn't really even like it was it was her parents' dog, but she hadn't really recognized it. And he's he, he's very um, takes a lot of weight on that other other leg. You can just see right there. He's just on the toe of his left hind when he stops. You know, and it, it's so
0: interesting because in order to see things, you need a certain amount of, uh, uh, um, focusing, right? Yeah, like the surefoot pads are great at focusing and the beeline is the same way to focus you in to really see what's happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, that was just, sometimes it helps people to see where, where this kind of came from. And I didn't actually think I could do it with horses to start with because we didn't, you know, like, where where we had to be versus a dog and and it it was great because it was just like well let's just see and see what happens and see you know see if it if it can work so it was it's really uh, does it matter what side the lead person is on ah that's a really good question does it matter what side the lead person I'll tell you what is interesting is um if if it's not working like sometimes there'll be um horses will really fall to one side no matter what Side the person is on, and same with dogs. And other times, as soon as you switch sides, particularly with dogs, if they're really used to having their person on one side, they are. It's easier for them to uh, to start like that, and will And so that's one of the things that you can change if something's not working. Um, so. so
0: I did find a little video of Beeline with Surefoot. If you want me to show. Sure- oh yeah, yeah. Please, please. Okay. Um. Just. Is this from Australia? No, this is from a workshop I did in Colorado. Um, I'm, it might just be standing still, I but, am. you know, there you can see yeah. the beeline, and basically you guide the horses toward pads in a very loose way. You'll notice that we got the pads scattered all over, yeah. and then when the horse comes to a stop, we place pads under their feet. Oh,
1: cool. Oh, that's very, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. That's great. Oh, there it is. It's, play, it's playing. It's playing. Yeah. Oh, is it yeah. not playing?
1: it's playing it's playing yeah that's
0: good so here you can see she's just she's come to a stop and um we put pads underneath her I'm trying to remember my biggest problem is this was in 2019 and so now I don't remember what the story was (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know that but here you can see the ring is perpendicular so we have a line that's right there and and clearly she came to a stop here um that's another horse oh here's another little video yeah
1: yeah yeah that's really good
0: um, and so it's just like a lot of these horses, I think I put a beeline on this horse because basically the horse couldn't stop. Ah, yeah. Right. When you get the horses that really need to keep moving in many ways, this can be a, a great way. And you can see she's standing really heavy on that left shoulder. I was just,
1: the uh, first thing I noticed is how heavy So this would be a horse that would so fall left yeah. with the, uh, beeline,
0: but here's what's really nice is she wants to look and she can so easily yeah. turn her head and there's no restriction whatsoever. And that's a different horse. Okay. Yeah, it makes
1: such a difference because that, that freedom of the head and neck. And the interesting thing is um, there there are times like with horses or dogs that you will get behind them. If you are behind them and say people are kind of stroking the line to get up there. So there is pull on the line. It's not pulled to the side. So you're not actually like pulling them onto that leg that they may have a tendency to fall onto anyway. And, and so that's, um, that is just kind of interesting with that. So I was, I I have a rope here and a swivel. So when you, if you have a swivel and you don't have a a ring that's perpendicular, like you saw in yours, this um, is like a, a lot, they call this, I think a, a lobster clip something like that, or as opposed to a clamshell, you could use that too. So I slide the rope through. And this is also like a horse-like blither to go and slide a rope through the underneath side. It's going to really startle him. So with this, you just clip that onto the halter. And because this, because there's like a swivel here, it kind of moves where you want it to be. And With dogs, it's a game changer because, you know, if a dog spins and it's through the back ring, it's going to end up like a twirling dervish, which I have had that. So, (laughs) so um, (laughs) more sure. So this can, this is the other way up, but it can actually slide through. Now, the other thing that I have done, if I have a horse that I I really want them to have that opportunity to move, but say I've got somebody who's really struggling because the horse is constantly falling over to them and they're just. They just end up so close to the horse, they don't know how to deal with it because um, it's about human positioning. What you can do with this is I will tie a knot oh. in two places. I, so I would tie a knot so that I still give the horse freedom, but there's a slight block, if you will, so that then the line would say slide to here And then it can slide back to the other knot, but they're not going to go right to the end of it, which is easier for the human. I use this mostly as a, as a human thing so that, because otherwise what happens sometimes with people is, and then they get frustrated because the, the horse is, um, is constantly coming too close to them. I'm going to make it shorter. Well,
0: And the nice thing about that is the horse is moving to the knot,
1: the person's knot, Pulling on the horse. Exactly, exactly. And so there is this kind of little movement that happens, and it still allows the person to maintain a sort of a more out to the side forward position rather than feeling like they're being super crowded by the horse. And it gives the horse a little bit of an idea. Because here's the thing with dogs, especially, but even, you know, there's some horses that will do what they're told. Right. They, they've actually not really ever been given much choice. They're on some sort of a, a, of a signal to do whatever. And, and when you have those horses or dogs, they don't know what to do when they're given freedom. Right. And so it's there, they, I've seen, especially some really working dogs that they'll do anything you tell them to, but give them a choice and they just like have no idea. And um, so it's just that we can also do some things that have that, that are chunking down that experience of freedom
0: yeah no i really like that idea the knots especially if you're working with someone who's less experienced it and then you can adjust it you can move the knots out and create more space gradually as everybody figures it out
1: yeah yeah Yeah. totally so it's just another little you know it's kind of like the more you do something you know what that's like the more you (laughs) come up with variations (laughs) of what to do (laughs) it's And I also use the um, I also use um, I I use this as then a sliding line sometimes on the side of the halter because it's really different. You know, we stroke the line quite often. It's uh, it's totally different if you have a hand in either side and you are doing a slight rotation so that this line is like sliding from just a little bit from side to side, it really softens it. So if you have a horse that's like super stuck, this really, really little side just sends like this little tiny vibration. And this is for a, not for beeline, but for doing homing pigeon with a a sliding line. Right, interesting. And it stops people from pulling because, that you know, it is our it is just our reflex to pull. And so it gives you something else to do that's super effective and uh, and keeps you softer in your body and coming out of your feet instead of right. going out of your arms. So right. so yeah. that's the beeline. And it's, you know, it's 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 good fun. And, you know, I think for humans, giving them something to do that's non habitual and a little bit out of their comfort zone and then helping them is useful.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And, um, but you know, it's just, it's such an interesting thing to be, um, how should I put this near a horse, but not being able to completely regulate the horse. Right. And, um, and I think the knots are really good for your space invader horses, your horses that don't have clear boundaries, um, that just kind of want to, um, because then you can give them space. They can go, but there's a, you know, for a lot of people, when the horses want to lean that shoulder in,
1: yeah. Well, and and I look at that like it, they're just out of balance, and you can right. see it so clearly yeah, in the beeline. But yeah. this just helps people not feel like sort of so threatened by it. But yeah, and you can see it on the surefoot. You see this heavy lean. Well, of course they're going to go left, and then right. you have the lead line attached with a person and any weight or even no weight, and and they're going to follow that pattern that they have. Yeah, I'm
0: thinking of a horse right now that, that if I'd had a beeline that would have been a, maybe I'll see him again. Cause there was, <laughs> that I saw it and was like, I had, you know, it's been a while since I've done the beeline. Um, yeah. Cause I haven't really been doing clinics or anything. Um, Uh, so it's always fun that was the thing as I was looking back through these pictures on Friday with someone who had been at that clinic and I saw the photo of the beeline was like of course
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah pandemic memory loss I think it's yeah yeah exactly no you after doing 200 plus (laughs) webinars and then it sort of takes time is a different has a different realm in a way it is
0: it is different yeah I've been focusing on other things but this is it's fascinating and I just I remember the first time I saw it. I am going to tell a little story Um, when I came up to your place, and uh, Edie Jane and I were with one Icelandic, and you and Linda were with the other. And it was an
1: interesting experience of watching communication. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, at that time, too, Linda had never done the beeline. She'd only, I talked about it and she'd seen it. But she'd actually never done it herself. And so, and we and we took actually at one point we took two horses. It might not have been, might have been afterwards, but she wanted to see what I would do with a horse that was really not forward and a horse that was super forward. Because, you know, again, when you're experienced, you can adjust that pretty easily. You know, and not being hard or anything, but when you don't have that same tool of communication and you have like with a line you have to be more clever in how you use your body and and the wands and so on and that was one of the things in the beginning watching it she really loved is that people had to be really precise with the signal that they were giving in front of the horse and not waving it around and and really mindful about what they were doing yeah
0: and it and it's so such a great way to give the horse so much space and i think that that's people forget how much space horses need that's why i was like the difference between the dogs yeah like you say, you can be over them, but uh, there are some horses that need a ton of space. And it's very difficult to give them exactly how much space they need in a way that you can uh, maneuver in an arena um, where the beeline is just a perfect, perfect tool. Yeah. Love it. It's great. Yeah. All right. So anybody got any questions for Robin? It looks like we're coming to the end of our hour. She's really good at that. Oh, we've got a question. Uh, so Janella says I could listen to Robin teach and tell stories forever. <laughs> it's true. It's really fun. All right. Well, if there are any other questions, we'll wrap this up. Robin, thank you so much for um. For coming and talking about Beeline. It was just, it was really fun to discover it and then pop an email to you and say, please come. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. It's always fun to be here, Wendy. And um just tell people about the, the online uh, courses that you have in case they're interested in learning. Oh uh, yeah.
1: So um we have a platform called, I'll just type it in here, learn, uh, Most of the courses that we have is are uh for um dogs and we have various courses for dogs and we have a couple for horses and we're building more it was it's actually a great impetus for me i have mandy and i talked about getting we have to get more video i really want to do some more videoing and um that's uh in terms of getting getting sort of more aspects of it up and online because I, 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 we're never going to go away from, we're never going to go away from online now because it gives us us a way to be able to teach people um, so much at a distance. And, and then really it allows more people to be involved. So thanks. Yeah, no, it's been, you know, there's been a lot of good things that have come out of the pandemic. There's a lot of things that aren't
0: so great, like right now, but there's, you know, sometimes we have to be constrained in order to find a new way to move, which is yeah. such a classic Feldenkrais concept.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, beautiful, cool. Right. Well, thank you
0: so much, Wendy. It's great to see you, and uh, yeah. we'll see everybody on Wednesday. Joyce Harmon's going to join me to talk about Western saddle fit. So be sure you tune in. It's oh. at seven thirty Wednesday night Eastern cool. time. Okay. Yeah. Thank right. Take you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.